Welcome back to the Walk the Word podcast with me, Pastor James, coming out of Saar Fellowship in the Kingdom of Bahrain. We are working through Genesis one chapter a week, and today we get to Genesis 23, where we see the death and the burial of Sarah. Now again, if you've not read Genesis 23 in the recent past, do go ahead, press pause, and then we'll come back together as we seek to know and grow in God's Word together. So Genesis 23 begins like this. Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Now, so I read, Sarah is the only female in the Bible whose age is recorded when she dies. So she's the only lady in the Bible whose age we know for sure uh, when she died. And it just shows us how highly valued she is. Now, if you were to pause and think, you know, of the most uh, influential or important or highly valued ladies in Christianity, Sarah might be up there. But you might think of uh, Mary, mother of Jesus. You might think about some of the ladies that ministered to Jesus as he ministered to others and were present at his crucifixion. Maybe the ladies that were the first to be told uh, that he he had risen. But it's Sarah that's used a couple of times throughout the Bible as an example of godly female living. Uh, So in Isaiah 51, we read, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, that I might bless him and multiply him. So she's named as a good example there. And again, in 1 Peter chapter 3, we read, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. So again, Sarah is used as an example of godly female living. So she's highly valued. She's very highly thought of. Then Abraham, we see the, the right and the proper response. He mourns for the wife of his youth, so to speak, this lady that he's been with for such a long time. We read in Genesis, don't we, that a man leaves his mother and father and and, and cleaves and holds to his wife, and the two become one. So he responds appropriately. He goes into mourning, and then he says, look in verse 4, he says, I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you. He's talking to the Hittites now. I'm a sojourner and foreigner among you. And this is geographical. He's not from there. But this is also spiritual. We can make a spiritual point that he knows that his true citizenship is in heaven. But first and foremost, this is geographical. Like, look, I'm not from here. Give me property among you for a burying place that I might bury my dead out of my sight. And they answer him, look, we know you're such a good guy. You're a prince of God. Uh, bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will, will withhold from you his tomb to hinder you from burying your dead. Abraham rose and bowed to the Hittites, the people of the land, and he said to them, If you are willing that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat for me Ephron, the son of Zohar, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns. 
It's at the end of his field. For the full price, let him give it to me in your presence as property for a burying place. Now, this is a very cultural thing in, uh, in, in this part of the world, the part of the world that this uh, story was lived out in and the part of the world that I'm currently living in in the Middle East. It's a very cultural thing where you start the bargaining, you start the bartering, you start the back and forth over the price for something. So Abraham comes along and says, look, uh, I'll pay the full price. I will pay for this. And then we see in verse, uh, between the verses 10 and 16, this kind of cultural back and forth, this bargaining over the price. So there's Ephron sitting among the Hittites, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the Hittites of all who went in at the gate of his city, which we said was where the kind of the leading men or the business and the official things took place in a town. And he says, look, no, my Lord, hear me. I'll give it to you. I'll give you the cave that's in it. In the sight of the sons of my people, I give it to you, bury your dead. So he is trying to outdo Abraham with a more honorable thing. Abraham's come along and said, look, I will pay the full price for this cave. Ephron the Hittite's come along and says, no, I'll give it to you for nothing. We know you're a good guy. We know you're a prince of God. I'll just give it to you. And then Abraham, we see in verse 12, bowed down before the people of the land. And he said to Ephron, in the hearing of the people of the land, I'll buy it from you. I'll give, I'll give you the price of the field. Accept it from me that I may bury my dead there. So they're going back and forth again. Ephraim answered Abraham, My Lord, listen to me. A piece of land worth 400 shekels of silver. What's that between you and me? So he's told him the price that it's worth, 400 shekels of silver, or the, the ideal price that he would like for this field. But he's, and again, he's trying, to be, he's trying to outdo Abraham in honor and saying, look, it's... You know, I'd like 400 shekels of silver for it. What's that between you and me? Just take it. And then Abraham listened to Ephraim and very generously just weighed out the, the, the price that was asked for initially. Now, again, if you've ever been to this part of the world, ever experienced how it works with the bartering system kind of thing, usually the seller will ask for a really, really high price. And then you come back with an offer that's about half of what they've asked for. And you kind of go back and forth and you usually meet somewhere in the middle. So both parties feel like they're getting a good deal. But Abraham here listens to the first price very, very generously. We see in verse 16, listened and weighed out for Ephraim the silver that he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weights current among the merchants. So he's not come back with a lower offer. He's just said, if that's what you want for it, that's what I'll pay for it. And then we see in verse 17, so the field of Ephron in Machpelah, which was to the east of Mamre, the field with the cave that was in it and all the trees that were in the field throughout its whole area was made over to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the Hittites. Before all who went in at the gate of his city, after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah. And that comes up again in Genesis 25, Genesis 49, Genesis 50. And this chapter closes with this uh, verse 20. The field and the cave that is in it were made over to Abraham as property for a burying place by the Hittites. So there's not a great deal going on here in, in chapter 3. 
very noteworthy is again the fact that Sarah's age is given to us on her death and it speaks of how highly she was valued, how highly she is valued. Again, we've said she was used as a good example of godly uh, female living in Isaiah 51, 1 Peter 3. So noteworthy that she is, uh, that we are given her age upon death. And then the generosity of Abraham to, to just pay for this field and cave and burial place, the price that was asked, because he values so highly that this is done properly. And again, it becomes a very important place for him and his family and his descendants. And we'll see it a few more times in, uh, as, as we move through Genesis together. But really, that's probably the, the biggest takeaway, the biggest points for this. How highly is Sarah viewed? And again, she's used as a, as a good example in First Peter 3 in particular. And just the generosity of Abraham, that something is so important to him and he's willing to pay whatever it costs to do that, to do it properly, to honour his wife. Next time then we'll get into Genesis chapter 24 and we see Isaac and Rebecca. Uh, but until then, God bless. <laughs>